This episode of Fresh and Buds is brought to you by Fies Pies, folks. These are the best pies you can get in the region of Wraith. Listen, straight out of Volcor, they have this kind of fieriness to them. They're always piping hot and perhaps a little bit dangerous. But guess what? Typically, you're not going to get them for more than three, maybe four gold coins, right? Uh, pretty low to the ground cost, right? Wide, wide pies, Fies pies, they're the best. Thank you for the sponsorship, and let's get to the show. Fresh and Welcome back to yet another episode of Fresh and Buds. I'm your host, Tommy Fresh, and you are all of my buds. It is episode 126, 126 episodes of Fresh and Buds, and who better to be on for such a milestone like 126 (laughs) (laughs) than Mo Bogsley, our dear friend, Mobo. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, one, two, six is such a big number. It's such a milestone. So I'm glad to be here for that special, special podcast number. Yeah. You know, I think I remember when I, when I started the podcast, I said, you know what? 126, that's the big, big number I want to shoot for. And I did it. So this might be the last episode ever. Just kidding. We have dead summer art coming on next week. And then a set review. So I guess I'm still going to do it. So we'll shoot for 223. I think that's unlucky, very unlucky. That's the next big number, (laughs) but we do have a great episode for you all today. Last week I had Craig Kremples on. We talked about all the heroes from heavy hitters, except for one, because it hadn't been spoiled yet. And guess what? It's been spoiled. So uh, we're going to have a nice little show and catch up with Mo. See how he's doing. Then we're going to talk about Victor Goldman, the new guardian who is, uh, looks very interesting both aesthetically and uh, from a gameplay aspect. So it's going to be a good one. But before we do that, I do want to give a shout out to all the different ways you can support the show or find stuff about the show. The Buds Discord's awesome. Uh, Twitter, everything in the link tree below. Please check it out. And uh, we'll plug everything again at the end of the show. But uh, And also maybe get to Charmer for a hot second at the end of the show as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation with him. Marcus, Mark Johnson, Mo Bobsley, Tommy, Tommy Freshly. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? What's what's new with you? What's what's been going on? I'm great. I'm great. I've been enjoying my down tick of the fab season. Kind of just enjoying my life, playing more video games, you know, playing more other card games, just kind of enjoying life, enjoying not playing fab for 10 hours a day, trying to grind. So, well, yeah, it's important to take some time off and I talked about this last week, but that's the nice thing about LSS. They seem to take some time off. So it gives us all a chance to take some time off as well. Now, you know, you did have a, a, a decent, uh, you know, showing at the 20 K, right. You know, mm-hmm. yep. can you tell us about your experience at the realm games, 20 K, uh, from oh God, almost two months ago now. The, that was that long. Wow. The 20 K was a great time. Um, I ditched Dash. I played Dash at Worlds and decided, you know what? I'm going to do a comfort pick. I'm going to do what, you know, I feel the best on, which was Leviah. So I got 
top 16. I think it was like 13th or 12th place. I needed one more win to make top eight. So we almost we almost got there with Levaya. Um Really, really well-run tournament. Uh, unfortunately, did not get a playmat. However, teammate Mercy got two. So I have one of Mercy's playmats. I'm going to cross <laughs> out her name and write my name over it. It's going to be great, let me tell you. <laughs> was, uh, it, was that be, just because you didn't get your information in in time? Or maybe, they forgot about you? Honestly, I, they probably saw my name and said no. Like, yeah. it's not worth printing my name on a playmat. And I get it. Like... 100 percent agree. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I would no, do I'm... that for you, my friend. Uh, but that's awesome. Like Levia still kind of like might even be the most well positioned deck going forward. We will see how this new meta shakes out when heavy hitters comes out. How do you feel about Levi going forward? And you know, this is this is kind of like the this is crazy, actually. I want the, the listeners to know, the viewers to know that. At Nationals Charlotte, you played Kano, correct? Yes, played Kano, died to eye on top twice. Great time. I played Leviah. And we were hanging out in between rounds, and you're like, oh, could, do you want to just switch decks and play? And you're like, what is this deck? This is crazy. Like, this kind of sucks. And now you're like playing Leviah, like almost not like full time, but like you're you're doing really well, you know, maybe one of the better Leviah players in the world you know i think levaya was bad back then however however (laughs) i i do think that she's probably one of the best positioned heroes right now but also one of the hardest heroes to play and do well with because you have to take you take bad turns Mm -hmm. you have to do dumb things you could just kill yourself and that's what i love about levaya you know (laughs) it's all this bad stuff piled in the one deck that just fits me so well. Uh, she's great. Like, <laughs> is that I, like? Are, are you? It's, are you being a little self-deprecating right now? Like, it's just like me. A lot of bad stuff, but it's still, like, still one hundred percent. It reminds me of myself. You know, like sometimes you roll a one and you're like, "That's great. I'm so happy." <laughs> hey, it can be like a you know an allegory to our own lives when we're playing Leviah. You know, those double ones suck, but. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you're playing her. Uh, do yeah. you, you know, we're going to get into Victor Goldman, but I, I don't know what you've seen of of heavy hitters outside of the new hero. Uh, do you think that Levi is going to get a lot of boons from the brute stuff, or is it mostly going to be new KO and Reinar just getting the support? So it's weird. With the new KO ability giving plus one attack to your cards, they can print a lot of blue fives, and Leviah really wants those sixes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really see if they give Leviah anything to work with. I'm sure we'll get like some things here and there, you know, but I don't think she's going to be the huge win mm-hmm. that everyone is hoping for, unfortunately. I will say, you know, just glancing at it and, and trying not to think about Reinar or KO, and, you know, I think even Craig mentioned last week that, you know, Leviah stands to gain some stuff from this set as well, that beat chest actually does play pretty well with, with Leviat because you, well, you're guaranteed to put a six into your graveyard. Mm-hmm. So it's a good early play and you don't have to do as many bad turns that you were just mentioning. So it'd be interesting to see how much of this like new non-talented brute stuff gets into Leviat. But uh, I guess we'll see, you know, when you win 
uh, Pro Tour LA? Uh, Pro Tour LA, I will be there. So far, Levi is looking like my top choice because, I mean, I haven't really tested anything since. But I also play Levi differently than most people, I feel like. I play her more mid-rangey, like slower. Mm -hmm. I don't have like the high rolly stuff that like Mantan's up to, you know, like I'm just trying to be as consistent as, you know. What would you say are the main differences? Uh, the main differences is the Hydra card. Trying to like mm. flip that off the top with the what is it, the plus thirteen card? Uh the uh, non-attack action blue. Reveal the top card of your deck. Tailing from limb. Attack. Yes, that. So I think Tailing from limb makes it more of a high rolly deck. But like Brute is a deck that wants to high roll mm-hmm. and is allowed to just you know play those cards. Um. So, so I like how Levier can go two completely different ways right now and still be really good. Yeah, absolutely. And you. So it sounds like you're just kind of not doing i mean you're probably still doing blood rush bellow stuff right yes yes blood uh, rush bellows is still a great card so you're just trying to have more consistent blood rush turns and art of war turns just like the classic yep. leviah stuff Hopefully yep, i'm just flip. classic leviah yep i'm trying to dread scream into something dread scream into something art of war into something like just get two attacks a turn and i'm happy i'm not trying to push 30 40 50 damage a turn i just want to play some fair games you know yeah yeah you want to play fair yeah 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 no no definitely no i but it's funny enough is like levi has the best rates right now i think out of all the at least the aggressive decks so it'd be interesting to see you know with the agility tokens running around from the new set whether all of a sudden we're looking at you know levi just popping off those two attack turns more consistently so listen folks this is the year brute I think that we're going to see, but maybe it's not because we do have to look at Victor Goldman, which we will in a, in a few seconds. Now you said you have pro tour LA coming up. Is there anything yep. else coming up for you in, in the flesh uh, and blood world? Flesh and blood world. Uh, excited for Amsterdam. That's not really coming up, but I do plan on going there. Uh, other major events. I don't think many have been announced yet. If I'm not mistaken, uh, not coming to Hartford. Should I be dumb and ask where Hartford is? Connecticut. It's Connecticut, man. Does anyone really care about Connecticut? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I certainly uh, <laughs> don't, but it is close enough for me to drive to. So, <clears throat> I w- when is that one? I don't think I'll be there. But that was in like three. That's the first weekend in February. I mean, Ooh, as from cruise. Go Again Gaming is flying over to go to this, and you're not going to come over from from Colorado. I'll be on a cruise that week. Unfortunately, I don't. Well, I don't I know believe. if that's unfortunate. It sounds like you'll be enjoying yourself. So, unfortunately for everybody else that you don't get my presence is oh, where I'm going with that. You know, like that's true. Mm-hmm. silly me. I don't know. Of course, of course, bad for us to not have mobile. Yes, bad players. for you, Tommy. <laughs> now, you recently casted an event, the coaxing. Um, yes. You know, how was that experience? How do how do you how do you like being in the booth? Yeah. So casting was always like a dream of mine. Ever since I watched Magic. I used to be a moderator for Star City Games for like eight years straight on the Twitch channel. I've always wanted to take the next step and commentate. And really, I would like take more steps and, you know, maybe commentate a battle hard and maybe, you know, keep growing that ladder and like moving up. Uh, I think commentating is a core piece of any card game. And without good personalities, without good commentators, the game will not grow. Commentators are like a nice, like, 
puzzle piece to the game's success. And I'd love to, you know, be that puzzle piece and help out. Yeah, it is. It is very um, important, especially because a lot of the things that are happening on screen are not so apparent to a lot of people. And, and you need people that can kind of explain it in a way that anybody can get, not just the pro gamers watching, but also someone who might just be interested in flesh and blood and just checking out a stream. So very cool. They enjoyed it. Now I too loved, um, you know, watching magic streams like for a long time. Who was your favorite magic commentator? Favorite magic commentator. This might be a cop out. But my favorite magic event I ever watched was the 12 rounds of Reed Duke when both players had the mic on and Reed was just talking. And like, that was probably my favorite magic event. I don't know if that counts as a commentator. Um, no, it doesn't. That is a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, that, that was a really cool event. And I would love to see something like that happen in Flesh and Blood too. Um, but I mean, the, magic has had great commentators forever and we're very lucky to have great commentators in flesh and blood too some that came from magic you know mm-hmm. i.e uh tannin and and uh craig have we had anybody else i mean brian gottlieb he's yep, yep. certainly come from magic as well um so maybe mo bosley's the next big commentator in this game do you think that i'd, I'd love it i I think I could be. I think I could put in the work. Uh, but I also love playing, right? So, like, if commentating doesn't go anywhere, I'll still be playing. Uh, if one day LSS says, hey, do you want to commentate this? I won't play that event. I would gladly commentate, you know? So I'm open to both, and I just love the game. So whatever I got to do, I'll do. Listen, folks, LSS, if you're listening, we know that you are. You just heard it here first. He's willing to put in the work. He'll do whatever it takes. Uh and whatever whatever oh my god all right <laughs> relax that's the end of the show no uh but that's really awesome you know really love that you got to do that and i would love to keep seeing you do it so now let's talk about bright lights i almost called it everfest the only reason why Ooh. is because it's evo and i'm like looking at the ev and then you know i'm just thinking about swing big lately uh or, or whatever it's a great card two for eight it's just mm-hmm. stats dude um, Give them a quick and turn zero. Just do it. Yeah, they don't. You know, whatever. What are they could do with the make those canos take it. They're like, here you go, can I have this quicken? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome when they do that. Now, let's do the fresh phase from from uh, bright lights. I mean, I'm, I keep almost saying Everfest. Let's do the bright lights fresh faves, and then we'll move on to Victor Goldmain, and then we'll say goodbye. You can go to your hockey game. Go Golden Knights or go Avalanche, depending oh. on. Again, just Golden Knights. Just no avalanche, you know. Like, just come on, come on, Tommy. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, All right, Mo Bogsley. Who was your favorite hero from Bright Lights? Dash IO, hands down. I loved her. She was so much fun to play in limited, in draft, in classic constructed. Love her. Why did you move off of her? for the 20k you just wanted to go back to form with leviah well i was playing oh you're OG playing OG dash, dash at worlds Sorry. uh however team ascent had a super cool dash io deck that we planned on taking to worlds and then that calling happened mm. where she went what 13-0? 13 oh yeah and lost in the finals i believe yeah yes 
So we had a very, very similar deck list to that, that we were just kind of hiding, just hoping to release at Worlds. And then that event happened. And we knew to beat Dash.io, you just block, right? Like, that's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. We just hoped at Worlds nobody else would like, <laughs> you know, maybe we could get some secret tech in there. But once that deck list went 13-0, we're like, well, there goes Dash.io, back to the drawing board. So, yeah, that was probably pretty smart. You know, it's still a really cool deck, and I think it, it definitely can have some legs. But, uh, and it's continuing to evolve, right? I think we're seeing like a mix of, of the boom grenades now, plus the uh, the other one that gives the next attack you boost with like mm. plus X the, or whatever. Plus three one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting. Oh, I'm the, uh, the one cost ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. But so like that is is like they're more going with stats rather than than the trickery because once it's, it's just like Dorinthia, right? Once the trickery is found mm-hmm. out the gig is up. So, or the jig is up. I think it's the jig is up. The oh, jig, yeah. Man, Close enough. Long, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> we can just edit that out. It's fine. Just editors, take that one out. Editors. Uh, oh, wait, I'm the editor right now. Um, <laughs> I'll forget. Uh, weapon. What was your favorite weapon? My favorite weapon? You had three choices. I really enjoyed the Teclo Pounder. The Teclo Pounder? Is that what it's called? No, that's the item from Everfest. Oh, that is. What's uh, the, it is, what's uh, gun? Now you now you got me confused. It's uh God. The leveler. Teclo yes, leveler. The leveler. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I loved that so much. Mainly because one in Teclo, it just felt cool to slowly build your gun, slowly make it better. But then also you could build this super controlly like dash IO deck that also wanted to play leveler. Mm-hmm. So you could play like leveler dash IO, you could play max, you know, leveler, like that was the one weapon that felt like any deck could really use it. Mm-hmm. That was just cool that like each hero had their own weapon, but leveler was just the best like on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly dash IO and max didn't always want it, but mm-hmm. uh, it, I mean, it was, it was incredible in, in Teclo. Then again, it was his only choice. So, uh, you know, got to deal with the cards you're dealt with now. Equipment. We did have a lot of equipment in this set. We had some standalone equipment. We also had Evos. So I'll let you answer either way. What was your favorite equipment from Bright Lights? My favorite equipment from Bright Lights was the Evo arms. Uh, like the all of them or just oh, the blue, the, the majestic blue. Oh, Evo the maj- arms. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What does that one do when it transforms again? I have no idea. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but it's your favorite, and that you know what? That's because of the art. It's because of the art. The art it is, is my very favorite. Cool. I yes, like yes. like the dark tones with the 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 kind of like red glowingness that was coming from the that mm-hmm. cycle of the the Evo. I guess those are Evo bases, right? Because they Evo yeah. bases and the cold foils are beautiful for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are those are really cool. I think that's been one of the most common common answers for this question. Uh, for bright lights. Now let's talk about other cards, non-attack actions, attack actions, items, uh, instance. I don't know if we had any instance. We had blocks in in the set. Oh, we well. did have blocks. Yes. What was your favorite run of the mill card from bright lights? My favorite card total was the scrap harvester. I believe was the name. The the one that 
cranked an item when you when you scrapped? No. Nope, not that one. Oh my god, what is it called? It's the Majestic Banish X items from your graveyard. Oh. So it's like X cost, banish X items, gets plus X. The super scrap card. I'll, I'll tell you. Yes. Yes, that card. And the main reason why I loved that card so much was because at the Realm 20k side event, there was a Team Sealed event. And I got this terrible Dash IO Kano looking deck, but it had that card in it. And my whole goal was to play all my items, blow them all up, and then just get them for like 18 overpower. And it worked <laughs> once. And I was happy. I got him one game. <laughs> and, oh, it was like a dream come true. It's it's Hyper Scrapper. Yes, Hyper yeah, Scrapper. Yeah. That card is so unique. I think more Flesh and Blood cards should be cost X and just have these wonky, cool effects that if you play towards it, build towards it, you can just get them. Oh, yeah. Wait, this is not the Overpower one, though. This is You need to play... So in my oh. deck, I played an Overpower script the same oh, turn. Oh, okay. Yes, and yes, I played yes. that out there to just... Close the game. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, this card's very cool. I was actually, I saw someone at Armory this past week playing this in their dash deck, I think, hmm. as like a uh, win con uh, towards the end. I don't know if it was dash or max or, or it was, it was something. But I just remember, I didn't play against them, but I just looked over and they're like, I'm playing towards the hyper scrapper. I'm playing towards the hyper mm-hmm. scrapper. And then uh, they didn't get there. Uh, but I was like, well, it would have been cool if they did. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a cool card. I like that. Great answers, Mo Bogsley. You are. I'm trying my best here, you know. You're just trying my best. So let's talk about Victor Goldman. The, the Good man, old Vicky. The man of the hour here. So, like I said, last week I talked about all of the other heroes in Heavy Hitters and just discussed our thoughts with Craig and basically, well, what do we think? What's their impact? Are they, do they have the potential to be like really good? Yada, yada, yada. So we didn't know what the last one was. And there was some rumors, right? That this, this blonde fellow, Victor Goldman might end up be being the new hero. Some people said Bravant, uh, that, uh, you know, from the, the professor, box set thing yep yep they thought that and then a lot of people started pointing at that all you got the card the the defense reaction where it has a quote from victor goldman i forget what the quote is but people are like no way that person is not blonde but guess what lss said no that is <laughs> well i don't know if it's actually victor goldman in the card art but they said we're actually printing Victor Goldman. It makes sense. A lot of gold in this set. Let's have the Goldman guy, right? So Victor Goldman, I'm going to read the text here. Uh, the adult is Victor Goldman, high and mighty. Oh, there's uh, that all you got. Can you read the quote from uh, that? I can. I yeah. can. If only they were all pathetic as you. Nice. Nice. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been told that many times. So that was just towards you. I was Uh, looking you in the eyes when I said it. So yeah, (laughs) thank you. Um, Wow. No. (laughs) So Victor Goldman high and mighty is a guardian hero for intellect, 40 health classic. The first time each turn you create a gold token from an effect you control, draw a card. Pretty good. The first time each turn you would fail to win a clash, 
Instead, you may destroy a gold you control if you do put one of the revealed cards on the bottom of its owner's deck, then clash again. So, there's a lot going on here. What are your initial thoughts with Victor Goldman? My initial thoughts is one, whenever a card says draw a card, all TCG players will flock to it, right? Like, that's such a powerful effect. That's a huge, huge thing. Uh, the second thing I would loved about it is put one of the revealed cards. You can pick either one of the revealed cards. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you revealed something busted, like, I don't know, swing big, I'm like, get that out of here. Like, I don't want Tommy to have that. Like, you can, you can manipulate both players' decks, which is also huge. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to pitch stack, you can mess them up. If you just have a bad card on top, you can get rid of it. Uh, such a sick ability. I think it's going to be great. I, there's only what one guardian that's legal right now, and that's Bravo. Which... Bravo, and then we're gonna get Victor Goldman and Betsy as the new addition. Oh, and Betsy, yes, yes. Um, so in for for those that don't know, Clash is a a new keyword. It's a lot like the uh, the old Clash from Magic, actually, a little bit, where each player reveals the top card of their deck, and whoever has the higher power. Uh, wins the clash and then you get whatever the clash effect is uh, we see it on some blocks uh, for example test of agility is a brute warrior block blocks for four obviously this is not playable in victor goldman but there are other blocks out there when this defends clash with the attacking hero winner creates an agility token so there is a card actually let me bring it up. That actually works very well with Victor Goldman. And that is, I don't know. It's the block that creates a gold token, right? Do, 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 yes. Do, the do. generic block. Test of strength. Blocks are four. It's a red. When this defends, clash with the attacking hero. The winner creates a gold token. You play this with Victor Goldman. You win the clash. You not only get a gold token, but you also draw a card that replaces itself seems pretty insane now the thing with blocks is and it's going to be a huge thing for this deck seems to be where most of the clashes are happening uh, with some different examples otherwise but blocks are not the best into certain decks so where do you see like how many blocks do you think this this hero plays or, or is it almost like riptide where you have like a suite of blocks in your, in your uh, sideboard where you bring them in for certain matchups. So blocks are interesting. Uh, side note about blocks. Mm-hmm. My very first pro quest I went to, I thought it was CC found out the night before it was limited. So I got like a quick 30 minute rundown of how to draft mm-hmm. my very first game. I had the four block black card in my hand. I arsenal it. learned very quickly. You can't block with blocks from Arsenal. Which? That, oh, the, the Everfest one? Or not Everfest. No, the Bright Lights. Bright Lights. <laughs> my God, I got to stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my very first draft, I Arsenaled that. And I think it's going to be a very surprising thing that players are going to do. They're going to Arsenal it and just have a brain fart, right? Like, you think of Sink Below. You think of Fate for Scene. All these insane defense reactions don't do that with block cards. So, that immediately brings their value down down because mm-hmm. you can't arsenal it it's going to be a red if you have tempo you don't really want to pitch it you can't arsenal it it's kind of stuck in your hand so they're weird it's a very weird 
card to have. It's weird, and especially, and you, you do bring up a good point for newer players. They're going to be like, oh, no. Like, you know, I even with the the around the table professor set, they had blocks in the one mm-hmm. deck, and I gave that deck to a new player who had never played, and they accidentally <laughs> arsenaled the block, and I was like, oh, no, no, we can move it back. Like, you know, so that's going to be interesting for the limited purposes, mm-hmm. like you said. But we do have a specialization with Victor here. And it's kind of interesting. It's a yellow, cost four. What do you feel about yellows? Can they be? I yellow? love yellows. <laughs> I love yellow. Let me tell you, as a Kana player, all your best cards are yellows. So <laughs> yeah. just bring out those yellows. <laughs> They're pretty good. Uh, it says, as additional costs to play this, you may destroy gold you control. If you do, this gets plus three and overpower. Pretty good. So it's attacking for seven. That would buff it up to ten. It also blocks for three. Uh, and then it says, when you win a clash, revealing this, create a gold token. So this whole card is powering itself, right? You clash, reveal it, get your gold token, and then on your turn when you draw it and you can play it, you get mm-hmm. to basically uh, swing in for ten, as long as you have the resources, of course. Um what what's your thought here? This seems like a a big reason to play Victor Goldman. So that card seems very strong. I don't think it's better than the Bravo specializations. Mm-hmm. However, if you have something to do with those extra two resources on your turn, like Pummel, for example, if you pitch two blues, have one card left in that, insane turn. Um, if you have a blue and the red block card, like you can still play it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of a four for 10 that like at worst is a four for seven that blocks for three. I think it's gonna be an auto include in, in the deck. I think it's gonna be really good, but I don't yeah. think it's like overpowerful tilting kind of card. No, no, like, not at all. It's a, Oh, that card's good. And that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. I think, uh, which, which I kind of like, this is a huge signal of, of how LSS is designing flesh and blood going forward. You know, they're taking a step back. We're not seeing these super crippling, you know, pun intended crippling. effects <laughs> that that are pretty insane. But this is all, this is just all synergy, right? You win with it. You create a gold token. You draw it immediately because of Victor's uh, hero text. That is super sweet. Now, the interesting thing about this Victor Goldman reveal is this is the first weapon we're seeing outside of Centauri Sabres, which we had seen before. And then we can only assume that at least one Mandible Claw is going to be there for KO. Um, it's in the art anyway. But we see the... Too mil- soon, Tommy. Too soon. Oh, yeah. Or he I, just I, lost his arm. Give I him a know. break. Well, you know what? I think he's fine. I think he's... All of his all of his blues are now sixes. It's so good. Um, Miller's Grindstone is Victor Goldman's... Well, we're assuming this is Victor Goldman's weapon but it's not a specialization so both betsy or bravo can play this card as well it is a one-handed hammer this is something i didn't realize until we we were about to record i was like oh that's pretty good one-handed hammer attacks for four you have to pay three classic hammer stats right there right pay three attack for four when this yeah you just bonk with it (laughs) When this hits a hero, clash with them. If you win, destroy the top card of their deck. If you, if they win, put a minus one counter on this. So, 
What are your thoughts here? I don't think the card's good. I will honestly say I I don't think the card's good. Uh, I'm Victor doesn't have a hero ability that can close the game out, right? Like Bravo, you can just give dominate and you're have the guarantee kill. Mm-hmm. Victor doesn't, and most of the time guardians want to just swing hammer, you know, like block, swing big attack or hammer, right, and just win that fatigue game. Slowly win the game that way. Victor might just destroy his own weapon, and he's sitting there like, oh, I don't have this free, you know. Four damage, four damage, four damage every turn. However, you can also use the shield, Rampart's Head. Mm-hmm. The thing with Rampart's Head is you need a mana, a, a resource sink to make it effective. Otherwise, you're just paying, you know, you're giving up a card to block for one. That's not really effective. So as of right now, I don't see a reason to play the one-handed weapon unless there's a payoff that makes it worth it. Can you run two of those? Yeah. Can you, like, double fist those? I think if you double fist them, might be the best way. Uh, yeah, I used to do double but, Titan's fist sometimes with Oldham, which is kind of funny. Is, can anybody use Titan's fist? Yeah, I think so. So Titan's fist is what three for three, and if if you pitch two cards, it's a f- no. Four attack? If the card is costed more than th- or three or more, I think it was uh, gets. So the isn't plus. Titan's fist o- almost always just strictly better? Well, so the the big thing with Miller's Grindstone, I don't think it. You don't want to run it in the mirror. You don't want to run it into like uh, brute, brute, or anything like that. But this card speeds up the fatigue process against other decks, not in the mirror, right? So if you continually win these clashes, you're destroying their deck you're you're milling them now i i did say on twitter that we should change the term mill in flesh and blood to grinding because we've seen two different things that do this effect with the word grind in it now i know this says mill as well <laughs> that's not lost to me but we're we're calling it grinding so we're going to grind out this deck i think that it can be pretty good also like betsy can use this and if you can give this wager all of a sudden, you can give it overpower, which is kind of good. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think this has potential to be quite good. Now, it is, it's interesting. It's a rare, so I, I don't think it's going to be the the weapon for draft for these heroes, right? I agree. I don't think it can be the weapon. I yeah. think we're going to see the weapon. We could draft it, obviously. Soon? Right. But it's not even like that great of a drafted card in this set when you have brutes and other guardians running around like yeah yeah exactly and like some of the uh even like warrior gets access to like the warrior guardian cards and the mm-hmm. warrior brute cards that also have pretty high stats now i i don't know i think that maybe this is a sideboard option like you probably run titan's fist into brute guardian whatever else goes pretty tall and then you can bring this in against i don't know like i think guardian's gonna pretty effectively grind out like ranger like azalea with this card and i just hmm, it's interesting what what what, what are you hung up on i want to i want to know i understand that there's like, a real downside to losing the clash and getting the minus one counter yes. however victor goldman does have the backup of being able to destroy the gold to fix that that is true that is true i just Never want a weapon that will slowly kill itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's a risk. Like, let's say Terrasun is on top. Cool. Like, that, that sucks, you know? Like, Guardians play a lot of non-attacks. Yeah. Not like a ton, but like they play enough that you're going to miss. And those gold tokens can be used. To, you know, draw cards, fix your hand, do all that kind of stuff, too. I just don't see a world where Titan's Fist isn't strictly better unless your only plan is fatigue. Like, yeah. if you're just going to go in and be like, I'm going to fatigue you every single time, I think you should run two of those and just have a backup hammer just in case. But if you ever want to, like, actually kill them through damage, you don't want that kind of risk. You don't want that liability. Because once it hits three power, it's just one card, right? And you lose that end game factor. Absolutely. Now, here's an interesting thought here. Let's say you run a grindstone and a titan's fist right <laughs> you're getting a little wild you're crazy you got two hammers you're bonking all over the place now you're titan's fisting when when you know that like you don't really know what's on top of your deck now the interesting thing about clash is with the blocks if you block you clash then you know what's on top and if it if you didn't create a gold you won't draw that card all of a sudden it's still there and then you can attack with the Miller's Grindstone knowing what you have on top. So you, let's say we get more ways to like, I, like manipulate. manipulate or even just knowledge, right? Like what if we have well, Dash IO? Like what? Well, we're not going to get a Dash <laughs> IO effect. But what Suddenly if we busted. have ways to opt? Like what if they give Victor Goldman specifically a way to opt in a semi I don't think they'll give him something that is consistent but like a, a you know, like an equipment piece that perhaps lets him opt when it blocks or something like that all of a sudden you're you're firing off with a grindstone that you know exactly what you're hitting that'd be great then like if you can fit either video in the stack again if you clash with it though you're really upset but if you have more ways to opt, more ways to make it so you're not just going to destroy your only win condition in the deck, I think it's okay. I'm just worried about your weapon getting like one attack and then you just lose in the game, right? Or your weapon having zero attack. And you're like, oh, that sucks. If there's enough gold tokens, enough gold enablers, and enough deck manipulation, I think it'll be fine. I am just worried that with this being the first set, it might not be good enough until the next expansion set. That's fair. That's fair. Now, here's a actually really serious question. Mo Bogsley. So we're looking at the art, right? Victor Goldman. Right. I'm looking at. Are we looking this. at adult or uh, child? Uh, both. Let's look at both, and let's just say I, I want to ask you, why is this Dagon White? <laughs> this looks like Dagon White was put on a card. It might be. You know, it's I could see it because like he. Was the uh, dev challenge winner, so he is a champion. He is the Meta Zoo killer, so he's you know a champion to Flesh and Blood. Yeah, Victor is a very hot guy. You know, like I I can see the you know I can see it. I can see the resemblance. I mean, that's pretty big for Team Ascent, right? Dagan's uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Team Ascent. I, I didn't mess it up. Did <laughs> he I? is. Yes. <laughs> don't don't question that. There's so there's so many teams. I just got to make sure. Unless you know something that I don't, and he's leaving us, which would be well, he's coming big over. Shock. To, he's coming over to Team Fresh. We're starting to. God, I didn't get that invite. That's crazy. Well, I mean, stick around. Mm. You might. <laughs> but uh, I I kind of love Victor Goldman's vibe here because 
So if you look at a lot of the the stuff going on, like flavor wise in this set, right? We have KO, just gross, aggressive. You take that back. Oh, they're gross in, in, gross in an endearing way. And like I, okay. when I say okay. gross, I you. think like, oh, that's gross. I want to play it. KO, this kind of like savage brute that's like here in this arena, just like going nuts. Then you got Reinar here. Reinar just kind of looks like a more, especially with the new art. Reinar almost looks, he's too good for the Coliseum. He's like, I, yeah, I'm, I've been around. I'm, I'm he's kind of like Shrek and Shrek 2. He knows he's hot shit by now. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shrek and Shrek 2. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so you look at Reinar. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm actually more strategic now. He has he has access to beat chest. He does, he's not discarding at random anymore. He knows exactly mm-hmm. what he's discarding. He got, he got two brain cells instead of one now. He's yeah, improved. He, that's like a, a double. He doubled his brain cells. So you got... The brutes, which are gonna do brute things, and you got Betsy. Betsy's very on on brand with like, she just likes to gamble, and she just you know pushes it, and you know as as she wagers more, her stuff gets more powerful. It's very cool. And then on the warrior side, we have Kasai, who's who's building an army, right? Uh, you know, kind of just wanders into this this uh this coliseum to make money to be able to pay her army right she's making gold tokens she's using that to get these cell swords and then we got olympia prize fighter who is like obviously a champion he's like so good at fighting that but he's still stoic right mm-hmm. in a way now victor goldman he's the cocky one right this mm-hmm. one he's it's almost like yeah, he's good. He's but... got daddy's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Victor Goldman is a nepo baby, and we're gonna tear him down here at the Fresh and Buds podcast. Um, so I, do you think this is a big flavor win? Because I, I do think he is cool. I just don't know why he's he's in the Coliseum. I guess. I feel like he's the kind of guy at the Coliseum that does like the thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think he would even get his clothes dirty. Like, I don't even see him in there, you know, fighting. He just seems like the the rich dude that's betting and just like watching, you know? I feel like he is the guy who he has a little bit of pull, right? He's been around. He's he's high and mighty. He's almost like kingly in a way. But he has the pull to basically rig these matches to be where like Oh, next we have Victor Goldman, who's going up against, reads the the note card, and it's like, the puniest person we've ever seen. And he just, like, completely destroys them, and it makes him just look better, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's rigging the system, right? I think that's... 100%. Yeah, it's just got that smug look. And not to say that Dagan White has a smug look. We know that Dagan... You think Dagan White is rigging these events, too, with all these good finishes? Is this a conspiracy? This is a big conspiracy. Dagan, call in. Ooh. Call in. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> call right now on Discord. We got to get it. <laughs> but I don't know. So, like, looking at this hero, it is it's very on brand. I kind of like what's going on here. It, the the hero text is basically tells you this is what you want to do with this deck. Create gold mm-hmm. tokens and clash. So, and all that being that is, said, is this a clash or pass? So, just really fast, that is perfect for those Guardian players 
who really don't know how to play the game yet. They're kind of just looking at their hand and they go, do I have two blues and a red? Cool, I'll send it, you know? <laughs> this makes their deck building a lot easier when it goes, does this say make a gold on it or clash? Cool, put it in the deck. <laughs> so I'm glad LSS knows what the Guardian players need. So A plus for that. It is a cl- clash just for helping Guardian players be able to play the game still, you know? I worry about them sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if anybody is out there saying that Guardian players need help, uh, you know, because they're usually pretty good. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about, like, Michael Fang. Like, I'm actually scared of what Michael Fang might do with this hero. And- you know, like, there's, what, two good Guardian players? My bad. I didn't want to, you know, step on Michael Fang's toes. Like, uh, it was Dagan and Fang. I mean, there's and then there's Kale McCree. There's a lot of great Guardian players. <laughs> I just really like to poke fun at the new hero every set. You know, like, first I made fun of, like, prison players, and I made fun of brute players. And, like, eventually I always become one anyways. So it's good to poke the fun and then go play him anyways. So That that will be funny, like, when... (laughs) Let's say that... Actually, let's remove these heroes from the equation. We're going to be at a Nationals one day, and you're going to have scrubbed out with Leviat, and I'm going to have scrubbed out with Riptide. We're going to switch decks... You're going to make fun of the deck the whole time. And then, like, six months later, you're going to be cashing with Riptide. I'll be like, well, what happened? It just. I think I have a 100% cash rate with Leviah. No, I, there was one of it. I didn't do it. I top, I cashed the calling. I cashed the round 20K, but I didn't cash nationals. So. Oh, yeah. Unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> Is that, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, sure. It's unlucky. Now, are you going to cash with Victor Goldman is the, is the question. I think I could cash with Dagan White. I think I could bring him to a tournament and learn how to block a little bit better. And, you know. I, yeah, I think you're already, like, off to the races. Like, Dagan's already a really good Guardian player, and now he is a Guardian. So, mm-hmm. like, what are we doing here? I, I'm, we need to get someone to alter this to look. Even more like Dagon. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of, like, gold token, make, like, a GameStop token, you know? Like, really stop. just go all in and just, like... <laughs> that would be amazing. Now, mm. are you excited for heavy hitters? I am. I am. I The last set might be my favorite set, my favorite set so far. I loved, Whoa. loved that set. It was so much fun to play. But this set looks sick. Like, I am excited for it. Yeah, it looks like a lot of... A lot of highs and lows, a lot of high rolling, right? Like with wagering mm-hmm. and clash and, and just the nature of all the heroes. So it should be really interesting. I'm very excited to kind of get into the nitty gritty and like kind of start to see spoilers, which for anybody listening, well, make sure to check out uh, the Fresh and Buds YouTube. January 17th, New Zealand time, which will probably be the 16th Eastern time here uh, for a spoiler. It's going to be quite good. I have to edit if that. If you guys haven't time. seen it. His video on Twitter was 10 out of 10. Great video. Thank you. Thank you. And that's only, that's just a taste of what's to come in the main video. Check out the Twitter. Check out YouTube. Yes. Listener questions. Are you ready to answer some questions from our wonderful listeners, a.k.a. Bugs? I am in two seconds. One more thing about Victor's art. Oh, yeah. If you look at the young version, mm-hmm. that dude in the back with like the cool helmet and the nice beard. Yeah. I want to know who that guy is. That guy looks badass. That guy does look pretty cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like a background character, but like... <laughs> Maybe he's he'll be an ally. <laughs> ally he looks like he has like a crossbow or something, like with like crossbow people in the face. and He, he looks like... 
like I don't know French Revolution kind of like oh no like all of a sudden we're getting overtaken by these soldiers. He looks like one of those soldiers. I don't know. Is he gonna overtake Dagon? Is he gonna take him out one day and is that yeah. the next lore? That's the next hero. It's it's uh, uh I don't know what we call him Jimbo Victor Goldman's Rip. crony. <laughs> You know, you, I don't know why we haven't been hired to make cards for LSS. You. We would be great at, you know, lore, great commentators <laughs> where you can say, oh, it's Dagon White versus. <laughs> yeah, we we have great ideas. Call us. We do. <laughs> now, we do have listener questions. Uh, first off comes from Jeffo. Jeffo, who does our merch, which is also in the show notes as well. My question for Mo is. How did you enjoy hosting the coaxing? That was a huge undertaking for your casting debut. I loved it. So I showed up at the coaxing around, was it like 7 a.m.? And like, this isn't like some professional coax, like, no, this isn't some like professional like live stream, right? Like, we get there and we're setting up the camera. The light doesn't look good, so we move the tables. Like, everything was done that morning. So I was, I felt like the commentator, the director, I was like, editing the stream midstream. I felt like I had a lot of like cool roles in there, you know, like, so if you ever need a commentator that can also fix lighting, also do mic work, also work OBS. Also, you know, like I'm just saying like, it was a ton of fun. I loved meeting all the other commentators was sick, uh, hanging out with everybody. Them boosting me up was great. I'm pretty sure I got served an alcoholic drink at 10 AM. I'm pretty sure Joey walked over and said, hey, drink this. And I was like, oh, cool, let's go. So, <laughs> uh, being able to commentate and drink was our unique and sick experience. Uh, the Coke scene is always a blast. Awesome. I mean, I, I would say if I was ever in the booth, I would be, even if it was Worlds, I would be drinking. No, I'm kidding. Please hire me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, next question comes from Gary, a.k.a. Mr. Viz. What's your Chili's order? Mm, my chilies order. Okay. So first you need to be a chilies reward member. That is step one. Okay. Reward members get either one free soda mm-hmm. or they get free chips and salsa every visit. You gotta get those free chips and salsa. Oh, that's it's just value. A pro move. And now if you're a broker like I am, you get the three appetizer plate, you get the egg rolls, the like smash burger bites. And the mozzarella sticks. That is a great that with the chips and salsa can't go wrong. It's all the extra money. Groups. If you're if you're like a big wig, right? If you're a big wig, like the big extra bucks, you get the barbecue combo, which Ooh. comes with like a one fourth slab of ribs, Texas toast. Uh, what is that Mexican corn? Is it a latte or lote? Lote. Yes, it comes with a lote. It comes with sausage with like cheese and stuff in it. Like if you got like the actual like eight bucks to spend, you get the barbecue meal and you're like living large. If you got like 14 bucks, get the appetizer bundle and just chips and salsa. Just, you know, just pick out. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that is if you guys, a true blue American meal right there. If I've ever heard one, if you, if you ever want a uh, Chili's date, hit me up. I'm always down to go to Chili's with you. You know, if you need someone to bring home into the family, all it takes is one Chili's date and I'll be there. <laughs> uh, speaking of Chili's dates, no oh, wait, that this is a terrible. I don't, this, <laughs> Capolo asked uh, if we are going to have a Crocs and LSS collaboration. What would your dream design of Crocs be? Hmm, that is hard. I think to start things off, you need James White's signature. 
Okay. Because My Lady McQueen Crocs are signed by James White. They're both signed. So that's a big element. And I, it's going to be hard, right? But I think they have to have a cool, unique feature that makes them special. And I don't know how to do that. Um, so, like, you want some, like, cool lights on. Like, so like, when you walk, you have to light up shoes because those are always badass. It would be cool just, to have, like, the the Fab Metal Token pop-outs that like, come out of the little There holes. you go. You're like, oh, I, I don't have, I don't have a token for my resources. Wait, and you just reach down and grab it off your crop. That is sick. I like that. I like that. Okay, I'm an idea guy. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, you just put the fab metal tokens in there. Put some lights on them. Put James White's signature on there, and, and just Lightning McQueen again. Why not? Yeah, you know, honestly, like, that's already the best one, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. Might as well just make it Lightning McQueen. Ka-chow. Uh now, here's, here's a question from Greg, a.k.a. Darth Prentice, who asks, which hero from Heavy Hitters will Living Legend burst? Ooh. That is spicy. I think it's going to be Kasai. Wow. I think. I've never played Warrior once in my life. Uh, I've played a few games of Dory and Testing, but not, like, serious. I do think there's a lot of Kasai stands out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think there's a lot of Warrior stands out there. And being able to build an army while also getting access to like blood on my hands and all these other really good effects, I think Kasai will be the first hero to LL. And if I had to put money on it, I think Elaine is going to get those first points for her. Uh, you know, hey. I think Elaine's going to go out there and just rock a ProQuest. All right, Elaine. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know if it counts, but I Reinar is in the set. I think Reinar LL's first. Uh, I I didn't say Reinar because I felt like that was like a cop out, you know. But well, I I still would say Kasai. How many points does Reinar have right now? Does he have a lot? Uh, he won a calling, maybe two callings at this point. So he definitely he definitely has some points, and you know he he managed to get some points here and there. But I do think he's gonna get enough weapons here that that he can kind of push through. I don't know. It'll be nice to see no more intimidate. Like in in the I format, think, hmm. I think it's gonna go Kasai and then Ko. I think Ko is the next to go. Ko could be could I, be a. Surprise I think Ko is really busted. I think he's gonna take the scene by a storm, and everyone's gonna be like, "What a good brute! What is this? That's gonna be great." Oh wait, what about Levi? You just you were talking to Levi before. Now you're like, Sam. I also said that you will just kill yourself and be yeah, you know. True. That's true. Ko can't kill yourself. That's great. That's true. <laughs> You can only lose an arm. Uh, <laughs> William from Table Pit asked, is Victor Bravant's evil twin brother? And what do you think about rare rarity weapons that I assume need to be drafted to play in limited? I don't know if we, I mean, like you can, I, I, I'm assuming you can draft those weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, you I'm sure you can. Them. I'm sure there's something for him to play in the event that yes. you don't draft them. Um. So first off, evil brother would be sick. Uh, I met the cosplayer that cosplayed as Bravant at Worlds. Worlds, yeah. He was a super nice guy and he loves Bravant, right? So, like, he was worried that the <laughs> new hero is going to be Bravant, right? Um, but I could see that. I could see the evil brother. I could see him being, like, the one that daddy, daddy didn't love enough, so he became evil, you know? Like, he didn't get daddy's love, so now he's trying to fight people. 
That could be it. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. You know, Bravon yep. is the, the golden child. And, you know, I'll, well, I'll go to the Coliseum. I'll show them. <laughs> yep, yep. Part you know. two, rare weapons are interesting. Yeah. I so like I played them. in a sealed event, and I lost to Frosty Shield and Frosty Hammer round one of a sealed event. Right? That was miserable back then. Because back then you could play legendaries. You could play cold foils. Yeah. It was the wild, wild west, right? Well, you can't. I don't think you know, he's. Was it Frosty? Frosty Shield wasn't out till the next set. Oh, right? it was. Maybe it was Rampart. It was Rampart, I, which is still yes. obviously pretty insane. Yes, it was still really good, right? Like I was still blown away. So I think the legendaries and majestics were a bad idea. These rares, at least we've only seen one rare so far. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem that insane, so I'm okay with that. As long as the power level stays down, being able to draft or open a cool weapon is sick. It's sick to draft. It's sick to play sealed. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, at least from what we can tell from this one, if the other ones are like that, that it is very high variance, right? Like that could, it could be the best or it could be really bad. And all of a sudden you're attacking for two. And yes, exactly. <laughs> so you just lose. Yeah. So as, as, yeah, especially as a guard, you don't want to be in that situation. So we'll, we'll see. Um, and finally, or no, no, we have two more. Stoop Kid, who graciously came off of his stoop to ask this question. What's your read on Victor's potential playstyle? He reads more mid-range to me, but many feel his hammer effect suggests he'll be fatigue. So, fatiguing is... Hmm. I, it's interesting, right? It depends how many gold creators we get. If there's enough non-attack gold creators that also like buff your next attack, you know, mm-hmm. then he's really good. Like he'd be like a nice like mid-rangey aggro deck. But if all the gold makers are blocks and just like more defensively set up cards, he's forced to go fatigue. Off the text box alone, I would assume he's more mid-rangey. Yeah, I think this is more of mid-rangey, maybe even like a little more aggressive guardian, uh, because you can draw extra cards, you can like block before. Draw that card and then just swing big number. Uh, but it depends how many cards you can draw a turn and what those card effects look like. But I'm going to lock in mid-rangey to more aggressive. Yeah, I think that's probably probably the play, right? Because like if you're creating gold with a card, that card is costing you two cards. Right? You're drawing mm-hmm. another card. So like it's going to be hard to fatigue at that point, I would, I would imagine. Yes. So, you know, where... If if you're just activating the gold tokens, you keep the card in the deck um, that, that you pitched. So should be interesting. I, I would I would say more mid range as well. And finally, mm-hmm. Sigma asks, "Is this finally Brute's time?" Mm-hmm. I think we missed Brute's golden age. I think the last six months was the Brute golden age when players didn't know how to play Brute perfectly or play against it. You know, like, I would show up to these events and people would be reading my cards. Like, at Nationals, people are reading my Brute cards. And that was really the golden age, right? Like, when your opponents <laughs> don't know what you're doing, the golden age. Uh, now I think Brute's going to get better. And I think there's going to be an uptick of Brute players, which will then result in more top eights, more wins, right? The more people on the decks, the more wins. But I do think, like, the, the golden age for Brute was six months ago. But he, they will see more play, and they will get more results. However... Do not register Reckless Swing in Leviah. That card is trash. Uh, I disagree on all fronts. <laughs> it is it is Brute's time, and Reckless Swing is awesome. That card, 
wins the game, Mark. It also loses the game at the same time. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> hear that. I don't want to hear that. I know you've registered that card. I've seen it. I've seen you register that card. I can register and still be a bad card. Okay. All right. Okay. I can say blue cheese is bad, and then still have wings with blue cheese because they don't saw ranch. Like I can stoop down to your level and play reckless swing and eat blue cheese. <laughs> it's uh, this guy hates blue. That's it. He hates blue. <laughs> he hates blue cheese. He hates blues. This guy just—he he was talking about how much he loved yellows earlier. I, you know what, Mobile is the last time you're on the show. Um, you said that the last four times. It I hasn't know. happened yet, Tommy. I know. For some reason, I like hanging out with you. Um, Weird. But, you know, speaking of hanging out with you, it's the end of hanging out with you today. Already? You're kicking me. Off. You said ten hours. Oh you yeah. Oh yeah. We got our podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Please plug everything you'd like to plug, my friend, and thank you for coming on again. Thank you for having me, Tommy. It's always a blast hanging out with you. Uh, but you know, you can be sure to subscribe to this video, like this video, leave a comment on this video, and say blue cheese sucks or extra rules. Whoa. Be sure to add that in there. And now, feel free to follow me on Twitter. It's at Mobogsley. Follow me on YouTube at Mobogsley. Follow me on Twitter at Mobogsley. Add me on Call of Duty at Mobogsley. Add me on Fortnite. You said anything, Tommy. Oh, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, what else is there? You know, you named it all. I mean, only. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, folks? Mobogsley is Mobogsley everywhere you want to look at him. And now you can continue to find me on Twitter at FreshBudsPod. Please check out the Buds Discord. Patreon will be up back and running in February. I will talk about that whenever i'm ready to do that uh youtube like comment subscribe the spoiler video is less than a week away uh i think this card's awesome and you know what it might just actually make it be brute's time to shine so with all that i like to end every episode talking about food tell me what you want to eat at the hockey game tonight so at the hockey game i'm a big tater tot with a bunch of stuff on it. So like most hockey games you get nachos with like all the nacho stuff on it. But some hockey games have tater tots with the nacho stuff. And I don't know if they have it here. So I'm gonna go look. But I'd love some tater tots with cheese, jalapenos, ranch, like all the good stuff. <laughs> and just like oh. the big three. Cheese, jalapenos, and ranch. <laughs> Some loaded tots do sound good. No ranch, though. Please. They're, they're solid. Yeah. Uh, loaded tots are good. Maybe, I mean, you're going to an avalanche game. Maybe they'll have some Rocky Mountain oysters for you. That sounds pretty good, too. Um, <laughs> uh, that's. I think they serve that more at the baseball games. Now, with all that talk of Rocky Mountain oysters, we don't have time for Charmer this week. That's okay. We'll get to him next week. Thank you all. How lucky. And we love you, Mo Bogsley. Everybody have a great week.